Hi guys, my name is Kenny Dusso, and this is the Elite Development Podcast. The goal of this show is documenting my journey as a coach, things I see in the industry, of mistakes I see athletes make, things that I know you need to avoid. So basically, my goal is to help athletes avoid the difficult pitfalls of the world of elite performance sport and to help them reach their true potential. So if you are an up-and-coming athlete that is trying to build the career of your dreams, make sure you're following along this show. Make sure you go subscribe. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast, the number one show for athletes looking to gain an edge on their opponents and build their dream careers in sport. I'm your host, Kenny Dusso, and today we're talking about aerobic conditioning. So we're going to talk about what it is, common mistakes that people make when they train it, how to avoid those mistakes, how to train it properly, and why you should care that you need to train it properly. So we're going to start with why you should care and what it is. So basically, as I'm sure if you followed my content for more than 15 minutes, you've heard me say at least once, the body has three energy systems. The anaerobic alactic system, which is essentially your ability to be at 100% intensity for 10 to 12 seconds. Then we have the anaerobic lactic system, which is essentially a bridge between maximal intensity work and steady state or longer duration work. And we have the aerobic system, which the aerobic system is essentially working in the background at all times, just generating you energy while you use it. So as you fight and as you're moving around, slipping, throwing punches, whatever it is, the aerobic system, you're using your energy and the aerobic system is just consistently refueling you with energy. So pretty important, right? It's like, again, it's in order to keep you functioning, this needs to be working. However, let's talk about mistakes people make when they train it. So with those three energy systems, it's going to be an awkward audio explanation instead of actually being able to like show it with sessions. But when you go to do something super explosive, whether that's, you know, a fight ending combo, shoot for a takedown, anything like that, that is primarily an anaerobic exercise well, an anaerobic movement. So a lot of the energy is going to come from your anaerobic systems. Now, that means you're going to use a lot more energy a lot faster, which in turn, you need more energy to be refueled faster if you're able to stay explosive for longer periods of time. So the aerobic system on its own, if it's refueling the energy, needs to do that as quickly as possible in order to allow you to be explosive again. So every time you use that big bout of energy within the, within the fight, you've got to refuel that energy before you can be explosive again. And if you can't refuel it in time, that's when you hit that energy wall and you get that gassed out feeling that I know some of you out there have felt and are hoping to never feel again. So the way, what we need to focus on when we're thinking building aerobic capacity or building you know, aerobic endurance is we need to focus on improving your ability to regenerate energy quickly. And when you're focused on regenerating energy quickly, then that is what's going to allow you to be more explosive and then regenerate the energy faster and in turn is going to allow you to go at a higher pace for longer while you fight. Now, the mistakes that a lot of people make when doing aerobic work is they come at it with the mentality of the longer I go, the or yeah, they come at it with the mentality of the longer I can go, the better I can fight. Because if I can run for two hours, then of course I can fight for 15 minutes. But what you're not taking into account with that is pace. If you're running for two hours, you're running very slow. 
And there's probably not much anaerobic work going on at all within that run. So yes, you're able to keep that pace for, you know, your two hour run or however long you're going, but because you're not training the explosive power the same way and working on your ability to recover from explosive power efforts, you're training your aerobic system to regenerate energy slowly because it needs it slowly for that longer duration effort of that long run that you're going on. That makes sense? So then what we need to focus on is we need to focus on the anaerobic endurance, shorter duration and higher intensity to teach that system to regenerate energy faster. So the key with the aerobic work is teaching your body to regenerate energy faster. So how do we do this? How we do it is we go into not necessarily sprints, but we go into more shorter duration efforts at a higher pace overall. Uh, before I get into that stuff, actually, one of the things I wanted to address on this podcast was this is something that I talk about a lot on social media like if you follow me on instagram TikTok, facebook wherever you'll hear me talk about this a lot about how going for long runs isn't the optimal way to build your conditioning and i get all kinds of responses oh running is running is not just about the conditioning and oh but you know you say running is not the best way to build conditioning well what about floyd mayweather he ran every day what about khabib he runs all the time what about Mike Tyson said that the reason his cardio was so good was because of all of those runs that he did out in the heat. First of all, for the Mike Tyson argument, he fought in what, the 80s? Sports science has advanced a long way. Back then, we might not have known about the different energy systems, how everything worked, and how to train better for sport. Now we do. So if you're an athlete out there listening to this and asking, you know, well, but Mike Tyson said this, so why should I listen to you? Yes, Mike Tyson could kick the shit out of me right now with little to no effort. But that does not mean that he is better educated in how the body works. That does not mean that he has the optimal training methods. And he fought years ago. I know he had a comeback fight, like, within the last couple of years here. But the prime point of his career was a very long time ago now. And that's not taking away from Mike Tyson. That's not saying anything bad about anything that Mike Tyson has accomplished. The dude's an absolute animal, an absolute stud, and could still, in his 50s, kick the shit out of me with little to no effort. And I'm well aware of that. So what I want you to really understand from this is that just because other people have done it in the past or just because other people have said you need to do it this way, it does not mean it's true. The three energy systems of the body is science. That's not me trying to, you know, come up with some new idea to try to sell people into a program. No, it's actual science. Like you can look it up on the internet. It is widely proven. But anyways, that's a rant for another day. Um, and what I want to get into is how to better train the aerobic system. So one of my favorite ways to go about this is a bike. And the reason the bike is one of my favorite ways is because first, there's less impact on the body. You're not going to put your joints through as much. You're not going to put your body through as much by getting on a bike because you're not pounding the pavement and feeling that impact through your ankles, your knees, and your hips on top of all the MMA or boxing or whatever sports-specific training you're doing too. So we can get the aerobic benefit without putting the impact on the joints. And I know one of the other conversations that I've had quite a few times is, well, what about shin hardening? 
And yes, if you're in a kicking sport and you need hard shins, yes, running is going to be something that I'm sure has an effect on hardening your shins. But also, that doesn't mean that you need to go for 10-kilometer runs every single day. Like, there are other drills you can do that are going to take way less time and still work on helping you harden your shins other than going for hours and hours and hours of running. So, yes, that will help your shins. No, it is probably not the optimal way to get the best result with that the fastest, which is what we're after here. So, the bike work. One of my favorite ways to do this is you hop on a bike, and you hop on a bike because, again, you can change up the resistance so you can still make it harder, but you're not putting your body through that same impact as you are with a run. And the other reason as well is biking, especially on a stationary bike, is a lot easier to pace because with a run, you can say, oh, yeah, I'm going to go at a steady whatever pace, but it's like if you're just running through the streets, then, like, you might have to stop at a red light. You might have to, like, kind of slow down as you go around somebody. Like, there's there's things that might get in the way. If you're running on a track and you can keep that pace, like, good, that's a step up, that's a step ahead. But the bike, you can manage your pace much more efficiently. You're not putting your body through that same type of stress. And if you're going through a hard running session and, you know, you're getting tired and all of that, if you take a misstep or anything like that, you can twist an ankle. You can cause all these other issues. I'm not saying that that's going to happen to you. I'm just saying that's another risk that you don't necessarily have on the bike. And so on the bike, what we want to do is basically we want to put together longer intervals with incomplete rest. So a couple of my favorite ways to do it, number one is two minutes on, one minute off intervals. And the two minutes, you're going to push hard, but at a hard pace that you can maintain. So we're not going on an all-out sprint, but you want to be at a pace that you can maintain through that whole two minutes. So second number 120, <coughs> excuse me, second number 120 should look exactly like second number one. Now, as that starts to get easy for you and you feel like you're almost sprinting, just up the resistance on the bike and that's going to make it harder again. But that ability to keep that consistent high pace is teaching your aerobic system, I need to use a higher pace worth of energy, which means I need to regenerate that energy faster. So as you do more of these sessions, your body's going to become more adapted to regenerating energy quickly. And in turn, you're going to be able to maintain higher paces for longer while you fight. And if you can maintain higher paces for longer while you fight, your energy is regenerating faster. Now, every explosive effort that you put out while you fight is also, you're also going to be able to recover from that faster. So the big keys I want you guys to take away from this is number one, the aerobic energy system is your energy baseline. If your aerobic system is not good, your energy baseline is going to fade quickly. So if you fade after the first or second round of your fight, the chances are your baseline's not very high because in the first round, you blew it all out. But if you build up the aerobic system, what that's going to do is let your baseline of energy that you can output at a consistent pace for the duration of your fight increase, which also means that every explosive effort on top of that, you're going to recover from faster because the baseline itself is higher. The mistakes that people make when they train this system, they go too long 
which ends up burning them out and doing more damage or putting more impact through the body than it does actually improving the aerobic system. And too often, the other thing, that's the other thing I wanted to touch on that I forgot about. When you guys are training, doing the MMA work, the boxing, jiu-jitsu, kickboxing, whatever other sessions you're doing, you're getting a lot of aerobic effort in within those sessions. And no, that does not mean that you never should do any aerobic work outside of that. But what that does mean is you shouldn't be trying to do aerobic work every single day on top of all the sports-specific sessions that you're doing. And the reason you shouldn't be trying to do that, plain and simple, guys, your body only has so much energy available. And you want as much of that as possible to be saved for the fight-specific training. Because if you're burning yourself out with 10-kilometer runs every day and then you're going to training and your training day sucks, that's not helping you be a better fighter, even though you're super tough and you ran your fucking 10 kilometers or whatever else you want to say. That's not helping you be a better fighter because you're burning yourself out with shit that's not actually the sport. Conditioning needs to complement the skill work that you're doing, not take it over. So with this aerobic work, two minutes on, one minute off, 90 seconds on, 30 seconds off, little things like that where it's incomplete rest, but you're giving yourself some rest so that you can continue to improve your pace. With all this kind of work, what you need to think is two sessions per week of four to, let's say, eight rounds of that aerobic session. And the reason we want to keep it shorter and we don't want to just match the actual outline of your fights too is because your fight is not going to just be one steady pace. So we don't need your ability to just go for three minutes or five minutes at one steady pace. We need your ability to explode, keep a higher pace for a while, drop it back down and repeat that through the whole duration of the fight. So guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope you got some good stuff out of this. I hope you learned a little something, took a little piece away that you can apply to your training. If you did, I'd love to know what it is. Make sure to shoot me a message across any social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And my one ask of you always is, if you got value from the show today, share it with a friend, share it with a teammate, share it with somebody who's going to benefit from hearing this message. Guys, thank you. I appreciate you all. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your day, and I'll catch you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Elite Development Podcast. Now, remember, information without execution is useless. So take what you learned in the show today and go figure out how you can apply it to your career to start making progress right away. My one ask of you is share the show around. Make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're following on all the social media platforms. The links on how to do that will be in the show notes below. And in turn, have a great day. And I can't wait to see you on the next episode.